0: Welcome, everyone, to the Game Ball podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight is Mark Myers. Tonight, we'll be discussing games that have grown on us over the years. But before we get to all of that, what have you been playing, Mark?
1: Yeah, so let me start out with the really fun thing um, that I, if you listen to uh, the last stream I was on on Wednesday, I had um, told you that I had dived into uh, the deep rabbit hole of modding my NCAA 14 game on the PC. Yep. Um and I have now for those of you that follow college football, for those of you that don't, this is gonna be a very boring like two minutes here. Um, but I was able to mod in the uh, college football playoff, which came into being after um the video game was released. So the main thing that does, um, at least for my playing purposes, and Tom probably understands this, um, is that now I don't have to worry about losing a game. Um and You know, and not winning a championship. Um, It makes it pretty fun because I'm doing an 18 playoff because that's what it should be. Um, And yeah, yeah, I just lost the game like two hours ago to Oklahoma and I was still in the playoff. So um, it it makes it more fun um, playing through the game.
0: It's the beauty of, you know, not not having to worry about a computer deciding who's the best team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the way the thing works is that you can you can edit the polls. You can change the teams. Like if they set it up as a standard, like all the Power 5 conferences are automatic bids, then there's two at-larges and the highest uh, group of five, which are the smaller schools, gets in. Um, if you want to set it up that all the conferences get an automatic bid, you can edit it yourself. Um, all you got to do is just edit the teams, um, and then it'll – I think it does the ranking. Or I, I don't know. I haven't edited it because I like that format. Um,
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's been fun. The other cool thing, the unintended thing that I didn't realize, because you have to download what's called College Football Revamped, um, which is like the updated um, game. Um, And what it did is they updated things that I didn't even think they would update. Like um, all the conference logos are their current logos. Um, they've updated jerseys for teams that have changed their jerseys, um, since then. And they've updated team logos, um, if they've changed. Um, and the coolest thing, which has a little bit of a bug, um, on it, um, they changed what's called the score bug at the bottom of the screen, um, to what currently is on ESPN. Um, so it does like the ticking up score when you score a touchdown and all that. Um, and it looks really sharp, um, Like there's some things being kind of the OCD lining things up. I am where I see that the box is just a little off, Um, but I can't do this modding, so I'm not complaining. Um, But the, the bug in it is that whenever you get a turnover or anything, the little part of the screen um, that tells you the down and distance uh, just disappears. It gets frozen on whatever turnover you got. It happens. Uh, So they may fix that in an update or something, but, um, yeah. So I've been messing around with that. Um, it took me like 45 minutes to an hour to get it because I had to, um, because anything you find online, you have to sort of go around the wink, wink, um, of it, you know, you know, for those of us that download games from our uncle Vim, um, you know, they, you have to find the other ways to to do this. So it took me a little while to get that, but um it,
0: it just sounds like a rom hack to me
1: essentially it is yeah but the, the way you got to do it because it's um with the w- well with the college football revamp, it's basically just a rom hack but the way they explain it is that if you're like du- you have to dump your game into your pc yeah, um, that, the makes, yeah. Way. yeah.
0: yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah that's um, that's how you do most rom hacking is yeah. you you dump your rom and then you take the patch yeah and you use a, a patcher to to, to yeah. get it up to date
1: Yeah, like I said, outside of the randomizers, I haven't done much in terms of patching ROMs or hacking ROMs. Um, And that is a program that does it by itself. You know, I didn't have to do like for the college football playoff. I have to make a copy of the save, put it through the program. The program pulls all the information. Then I have to resave it and then recopy it back into the save data folder um, to make it play. Um, So there's like an extra step. Um, Yeah, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, but it's like that's, a, that's the one thing they haven't gotten yet is being able to hack the game to do it automatically, which I think is probably impossible. Um,
0: Nothing is impossible, Mark.
1: I mean, they'll probably figure it out <laughs> eventually, but um, yeah, so I've messed around with that. Um, and then the only other game I played, which is the main reason I didn't play much of the um, Retrolet game, is um, I bought Guardians of the Galaxy on sale, and that game would have been in my top five if Still. I played it last year.
0: I'm still bummed that I didn't buy it when it was on sale because yeah. now I have to wait because I don't want to yeah. pay full price for it.
1: All do, it w- I give all the credit in the world to, um, I was listening to uh, the Nextlanders uh, Games of the Year podcast and they were talking about the game and you know how good it was. I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds good. Then they described the character Mantis as, imagine if Cher from Clueless could see all realities and timelines. And I was like, all right, I have to see this game. <laughs> yeah and then i met mantis and that could not have been a more perfect description for oh, that character mark, in the game
0: mark we got an update what it's it's on sale i nice. will be i will be purchasing it. It.
1: <laughs> you will love it and tell me if that comparison is accurate okay um, i will do that and cosmo is my second favorite character in the game i will not spoil anything about cosmo to you um, it, the, the
0: best boy cosmo
1: yeah best boy um and yeah it's the writing is real good I'll say this, um, and this is going. This is obviously we're talking about video games, so sounding real nerdy is not really a, a thing yeah. you should worry about. You're not worried. Um, <laughs> the way they, it's more of a writing nerd thing that this is going to be. The way they take the characters that we've seen in the movies and sort of actually make them characters, unlike the way they are in the movies. Which is not saying the movies are bad, but
0: right. But the, it's different.
1: The the emotional, like, pathos and stuff like that that they give to, you know, um, I might even be using pathos wrong. It's lit. Um, but that they give to Drax and his whole backstory and his whole deal is so much more than it did in the movie. And it makes him such a better character. Um, and Gamora, uh, I like this performance of Gamora better um, than the movie, um, just in her, her way, the banter. Uh, not saying that. You know, Zoe Aldana is a bad actress. It's just whatever direction they gave this voice actress was perfect. Um, yeah,
0: I feel like it's you're going to get different differences just from yeah. the director being different. Yeah. Among other
1: things. Uh, Rocket and Groot are about the same uh, in terms of the depth they give them. I mean, they go a little bit further with Rocket um, because he's played for, you know, a little less comic relief. Um, and the storyline is great. Um, they uh they introduce a couple characters from the um guardians world that i only've heard in passing and it's fun to learn about them um in there so i hope they get to make a second one um it didn't sell great um but it was like on a bunch of people's top 5s top 10s um it's weird
0: that it didn't sell very good
1: it's because Are- of it's because of avengers freaking, it's 100% because of avengers freaking
0: square it's all yeah they,
1: they 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 like the next Marvel game that's not the insomniac ones because they've been killing it with spider-man um, the next one that's not in the spider-man universe or Wolverine um, will sell because of this game you know yeah. mm-hmm. and I hope that's guardians too um, they leave it off at such a good point um, in terms of being able to do a sequel um, they leave some uh, known characters, um, you know, they mention them in there in like passing and notes and stuff like that. Um, so the Platinum's not doesn't look too hard to get. Um, so not that I'll get it, uh, but uh, yeah, you're going to enjoy it, Tom. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it probably would have been in my top five because um, the writing, the, the gameplay um, is great. Um, probably what Avengers should have been is what this game is.
0: Yeah um mean yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, like you add fourteen more hours to that Kamala story, and you know it would have been it would have been great. Um, so yeah, so that's the only two games I've really been playing um, this week because, like I said, Guardians is, was like seventeen or twenty hours, and I had the week off, so I was playing most of my time playing that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to um, catching up on some other games in my backlog um, here as we go forward. Yeah,
0: now's the time now's the time before everything comes out in february <laughs> yeah but yeah so i've also only been playing a little bit i played some more forza because it's that's my that's my cooldown game that's like my if i need a game to play before i go to bed or something something like that that is my game and i have been continuing my playthrough of halo infinite and it is getting pretty good uh, there's some interesting twists and turns that it takes in the story. And usually the the lesser parts of Halo or the story, like the, in 4 and 5, I feel like they the story wasn't as good. But in this game, it's super interesting. I've never... Uh, things that I thought would happen kind of did happen. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. But it was still like, whoa. Like, whoa. Like, I, I've heard a lot of people have had, like, the same kind of reaction when they've uh, yeah. gotten to a certain point in the story.
1: Yeah, is, uh, is Master Chief still the best soccer mom in the galaxy?
0: <laughs> he is. You honk <laughs> the horn, everybody gets in. You can... The best part also is, you can outfit your Marines. So okay. you can, like, get... Like, you can go to, like, your... You unlock these bases, like, as you go through the, uh, like, the semi-open world. Um, you get these, like, they call them FOBs, forward, forward operating bases. And there you can pick through a number of weapons, some that you've unlocked by doing certain missions and stuff, and you can take these weapons and give them to the Marines you're going to take with you, get in your vehicle, they all hop in, and if you can give them all, like, the strongest weapon in the game, and then go on a mission, and it becomes way easier because they're, they're mowing down... Uh, banished as you're as you're going and it's it's a whole lot of fun and they're surprisingly decent AI usually AI in these games is like just cannon fodder and they're terrible but generally when you un, when you bring marines with you they're pretty good you can also free marines in some missions like they're like tied up but and you can free them as you're going along they're usually not as good because you don't have the ability to give them the weapons that they need but it's uh it's pr- it's pretty awesome. I have to admit. It's the most fun I've had with a Halo game in a long time. And That's good. it I <laughs> it was deserving of being in my my top games this year. Even though I didn't play many, I still think it was deserving to be there. Um and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And nice. I don't I don't for a minute um feel bad about not playing Deathloop to play this. It's <laughs> <laughs> good so yeah it's uh it's been a lot of fun and i'm i I'm nearing the end, I'm pretty sure, so i'm just i'm trying to like power through I'm doing that thing where I'll try to power through the end of a game. I was trying to do it this afternoon, but it just wasn't happening like my brain just wasn't it wasn't wasn't working, so I'm hoping this weekend i will I will put it away and report back uh on the next podcast but yeah, uh, so,
1: um have you what? Has playing through the single player um, helped you at all in the multiplayer?
0: I think so. I think think learning how the auto-aim works and just dealing with, like, figuring out which weapons are actually good. Because sometimes the weapons are garbage. And that's how I found the Mangler. And I think everybody else already knows, like, that plays multiplayer that the Mangler is one of the best guns in the game. But it helps you understand how the guns work. I mean, that's basically what the single player is for, is to help help with that. But I think uh the single player helps you figure out headshots and the best the best way to go about it when you're playing multiplayer. But yeah, I, I think I feel like I've gotten a lot better at the multiplayer as we've been playing, even though we only play every like once a week, uh, I still feel like playing the single player has kept me sharp enough to play the multiplayer when we come on and play it. But yeah, that's yeah. uh that's I mean, I could gush about Halo all day. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy with this Halo. I, I, I it's just a breath of fresh air after the crap we put up with for the the past two games.
1: Yeah. That's great when that happens.
0: But uh that's pretty much all we've been playing. We have a little bit of news. Um Mark, if you want to start out.
1: So, um I don't know if we covered this in the last podcast. I think because we just did Game of the Year. This all happened during that. Um, but apparently Final Fantasy 14 uh, got pulled off being for sale because it was too popular. The, the, there were too many people playing it. Um, and um, basically, I'm assuming, like, was overloading the servers. Yeah. So they stopped putting up for sale. They put on restrictions and stuff like that to try to get it down. And it seems like they're slowly but surely opening back up. Um, so they announced, um, you know, there's still some restrictions, you know, players won't be able to visit worlds in other regions. Um, like for those who don't know, from what I remember, Final Fantasy 14, it's dealt into like, um, you know, uh, North America, Asia, you know, like the regions for the servers. Yep. Um, and you used to be able to jump if you had friends on other servers and stuff like that. Um, uh, jo- Jonathan can correct me if I'm wrong on on Twitter. Um, but you're not going to be able to do that. Um, Cross-region uh, travel is uh, still technically possible, but you can't do it yet. They haven't implemented it. You have to uh, do your any traveling between things. You have to do it from the character select screen, not while you're in the game. Um, so just some restrictions to keep the burden off on the servers there. But it looks like they're starting to open back up. Um, no, they're still not doing the free trials um, that they were doing. Um, for Those of people that pay the monthly subscription or, or are currently on a free trial, um, you know, you can you can start going back into it. You know, there's no restrictions in terms of uh, taking quests or forming parties, you know, or doing any of that stuff. So looks like uh, hopefully Square um, has figured out how to actually uh, support a game that's popular, which must be weird for them.
0: Now, I have to be I've played devil's advocate a little bit here. It's not one hundred percent Square's fault. No. It. I'm going to go ahead and blame this on cryptocurrency mining because I can. The chip shortage around the world has caused them to not be able to ramp up as much as many servers as are as necessary for this style of game and how many players they have concurrently with this game. So yeah. I'll give them a little bit, a, a little, a little slack not a whole lot because square likes to fuck things up and announce that they're going to use nfts and games and things like that but i'll give them (laughs) a little bit
1: yeah you you uh (laughs) you missed my second part of this story was talking about if you had seen the letter from the square (laughs) (laughs) my favorite line about that old news by now but if you know the square president says that they're going to look into doing blockchain and nft stuff in the future so you know shoot me Pretty much, but the um my favorite line is I saw um, Michael Hyam, um, who used to work at um, GameStop, at uh, GameStop, Jesus, GameSpot, and is now at Fanbyte, um Tweeted he was like, um, for those, I'll explain after the joke. He says fighting the uh, Sony CEO in Near Automata just hits differently now. So yeah, in Near Automata, one of the special bosses or downloadable bosses was you could fight the actual CEO of Square. Um, in the game. Um, like his physical like they modeled his body into it, you know. So I, I kind of laughed <laughs> that's like that's a that's a very much if you know you know joke on Twitter.
0: That's for sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Square hasn't had a real good end of December, beginning of January in terms of, of PR stuff, but it it looks like it's looking up for Final Fantasy 14, which um and then... Just to finish off Square News, um, it looks like we're going to get Final Fantasy 16 news sometime in the spring. So we'll see how that goes. Any day uh, now, Square. <laughs> um, uh, second news: <clears throat> apparently, uh, re- you know, report came out that uh, Sony's going to keep making PS4s instead of like sunsetting it. Basically, we would all assume it's because of the uh, shortage of the PS5s. But essentially, what what I think it technically is is that. All this stuff to make the PS4s is cheaper to make, and Sony still wants to make money. So they're like, hey, if we can put out some cheap PS4s, people will buy them because, you know, you can play Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. Don't know how good they'll be, but they will play on PS4s. Maybe we'll make some money while this PS5 crisis is happening. Um, So, yeah, it looks like uh, the number they're shooting for is to produce another million units in 2022. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much longer they have to do this. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is way past uh, the normal generation cycle. Um, even though Sony is like uh, saying, "Oh, there's always a crossover between generations." Not, not a
0: three-year crossover.
1: <laughs> no, or four. Um,
0: it might be four now.
1: Yeah, and um, I know you had uh, some news about Xbox in this. Yes. Yeah, so uh,
0: realm. on the other hand, Xbox is just literally like today has just announced that they're going to that they're they've discontinued the xbox one so you can no longer buy well you can no longer they'll no longer manufacture the xbox one which is weird to me even though i mean i i guess because the xbox one s is so available it doesn't hurt people as much but the xbox one s is a diskless system so if somebody has shit internet and, need, and wants to play games on their Xbox, yeah. an Xbox One S is not going to cut it. Yeah. Granted, you have to download the game anyway when you have a disc, but if, if games actually came on a disc, you would want the One X. Uh, that's a whole other podcast rant that I could yeah. go on forever, but it is interesting to me that the Xbox One is no longer available. They will no longer be uh, producing it. Whatever stock is left in stores is what sells, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and... On other PlayStation news, they announced at CES, which apparently happened, just like the Golden Globes. It barely um, happened. <laughs> it
0: barely happened.
1: <laughs> at least CES did a little bit more than just tweeting out their announcements. PlayStation uh, Sony uh, announced that they are in, they are currently in, in the process of working on the PSVR two for uh, to work with the PlayStation Five. Um, from the specs that I saw. It'll have inside out tracking, which means you don't need a camera. It'll plug one wire plug right into your um, mini um, USB C um, on the front of the PS5. Um, and it for some reason, I think they're going to put rumble in the headset. I don't know how that's going to feel or work.
0: I don't I don't know if I like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like they said, like uh they called it something, but it's essentially rumble um, in there, like vibration. I would imagine it, and it'll come with um, controllers. You're not going to use the the move things anymore. Yeah, um, showed,
0: they showed they they look like the Vive yeah.
1: controllers. Yeah. So my guess is this is going to be about four hundred dollars, maybe five, because I don't think they're going to be able to get down to the uh, the three hundred dollar of the Quest two. Uh, how much is the?
0: Uh, the original PSVR, do you know offhand? Let mm, me nope. look it up. Let me see yeah, I it.
1: but I know they're doing like OLED, you know OLED oh, screens, and yeah. they're doing a lot of upgrades from what that original. And it doesn't have a breakout box, and it doesn't need the cameras, so I don't think they can get to the three hundred for Quest two, um, which would still be my recommended VR experience. But for okay. the extra one hundred dollars, um, if this is for maybe they do hit the three, I just. Don't see. I think we were kind of right with our price guesses when we did this last time for the systems. So um,
0: PSVR right now, it comes in a bundle with two move controllers, the camera and the headset yeah. and two games. It looks like that's $350. Yeah. This is going to be more than that. If it's, if we're going off of Sony, it's going to be 499
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely going to be more than that. I would say 400 is the absolute best um because they want to get as close to the quest 2 as they can um
0: but i think well, i would love it if it's 399 but i doubt it's going to be three ninety. now I...
1: if it's 499 and it's all that stuff that comes with it the, the paddle the headset all upgrade and it comes with half-life alex purchase
0: uh, that's very possible it, it, <laughs> you know what it depends it depends if i could buy a graphics card at that point yeah that's it, really what it comes down to yeah. cuz i would rather have the graphics card than vr but if I don't know that the, I don't know that Sony would put Half Life Alex on, or I don't know that Valve would put their thing on a console. I, I mean, I would they love may. it if they did, but I don't know if they I don't know if they would.
1: That would be yeah. the game that would sell the headset.
0: Well, that's why the Half Life Alex is on was on the Vive, and that was it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, like if I'm Sony, I'm trying to get that, you know, because Honestly, that's a, Yes, yeah. Sony.
0: If if Sony could come up with a Spider Man VR game. It would be. It would sell everything. It would sell like yeah. if it was if it was somewhat attached to their 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 Spider Man games right now. Yeah. I feel like that would. They tried with Iron Man and it didn't work.
1: Yeah, I, the, I remember.
0: I remember watching that trailer and going, "This looks so dumb."
1: Yeah, yeah. The I know the one rumor, or maybe it was confirmed, is that it comes with something connected to the Horizon universe. Um, well, that, so would be I don't, cool. that would. Also I don't know. Cool. I don't know if that's a tech demo or a game. Um, so, um, we'll see what happens um, with it, but you know, it, it's just I'm still if, if if I'm making a recommendation and you don't have to listen to me, we're a small podcast here. Maybe you do. Um, I would still go Quest two no matter what this comes out with. Um, just for the sheer fact of if I'm going to have a VR set, I am not such a introverted person that I wouldn't want to show other people. The VR and the Quest 2 is so much easier to do that with.
0: Yeah, I mean the Quest 2 isn't it it's all encompassed, right? It's you yeah. don't need a computer for it. It's yeah. all it's all there.
1: Yeah. So, so no matter what this comes out at price wise, I that would still be my recommendation. Um unless if they start putting some kick ass games on there that's exclusive to PSVR two. I mean, they um, need to
0: get insomniac on something, honestly. Yeah. That's what they need to do.
1: Yeah, they just need will- to
0: that will be the seller, is if they can get Insomniac to make a a good VR game.
1: Yeah, they would need they they need to hit something exclusive um, to the headset. Because if I'm just showing off my VR, I'm getting a Quest Two, I'm buying Superhot, and I'm showing people that game. Right. You know.
0: Or Resident uh, Evil, one of the. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm just saying for like casual non-game, like if I'm showing my family.
0: Oh yeah, well you you show them Superhot and you show them Beat Saber. That's what you yeah.
1: do. Yeah and you yeah. know and for whatever
0: re- for whatever reason people can get behind a rhythm game i don't know yeah. i don't know what it is it just always it works. like so yeah
1: it'll be interesting to see i like that vr is not dead um because i think it's actually kind of cool if they can start figuring out ways to allow you do it in smaller and smaller rooms um but yeah we'll see i'm interested to see what nintendo's solution is to this because they're going to do something Labo. um you know <laughs> it's they, gonna they, be
0: labo 2
1: yeah, I mean, they tried with the lab, but it's it, with, with an OLED screen now and all that, they, they have off. But yeah, so um, I'll hit two pieces of news real quick um, uh, before we get um, Hitman 3, um, one of my games of the year, um, is coming out with a season two, um, which is nice. Um, the main thing they're going to do is uh, they do these things called exclusive targets, which you're used to, or elusive targets. Um, you would normally get, like, one shot at it, and you couldn't save scum in it. Um, and that it would was the only shot. After yeah, that, it was right? gone, yeah. So now what they do is they're doing um, essentially... Uh, let me look for the exact one they use here. Um, they do uh, arcade, um, elusive target arcade, um, where they have all the elusive targets in there, or a whole bunch of them, and to get to the next one, you have to beat the one before it. So um but if you die it's not like an instant restart you have to wait 12 hours like to still make it tense you know so you're not just fucking around in it um so that's pretty cool that's a a good way to keep it going and they're obviously going to have escalations and all that other good side content they have um but the main thing is that all three games are going to be available on game pass um awesome to download
0: that's um
1: yeah yeah there's some other things uh they have a safe house um, in it um, that's like fully customizable and, you know, just little things like that where they're starting to, they're probably going to turn into a seasonal game um, from here on out. So that's yeah. all interesting. I was very excited um, to see that news uh, yesterday.
0: I feel like Hitman is built to be a games as a service.
1: Yeah. That's what the first game essentially was.
0: Yeah. It, it, I feel like it works really well in that environment. So, yeah, when
1: they did episodic.
0: Yep. It, as as dead as they said episodic gaming was, I feel like it worked really well.
1: Yeah. Um, and, then um, uh, the other thing, um, was that whole kerfuffle with dying light (laughs) Two, um, where one of the developers or somebody that worked on the game or maybe the game itself tweeted it out. Um, I just saw all the backlash, um, tweeted out that a completionist run is 500 hours. Um, like getting the, getting the, uh, but platinum, I guess, would be their definition of completionist. That makes me hurt, Mark, like so yeah. bad. <laughs> um, and they tried to make it fun by going, oh, it takes about 500 hours. And it's 506 hours to walk between our two offices in Europe.
0: Um, but, yeah, like every, anybody gives a shit about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the um yeah. So the uh then they then after everybody freaked the fuck out <laughs> about 500 hours <laughs> The guy had to come back and go, okay. If you just do your a normal casual playthrough with a lot, a lot of the side quests, the full main story, it's about thirty hours. It, it's fine. And then they walked it back on the tenth, um, like um, a, a same day, a few hours later, and um, said, uh, uh, if you just if you just blow through the main series, twenty hours, guys, relax. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> um, so. Uh-huh uh there seems to be something for everyone in this game um hopefully you know uh the game comes out it the concept looks pretty cool so i am interested in it and um yeah
0: i I, dying light's one of those series that i just never it's just like a blind spot for me uh our friend john really liked dying light which is interesting because he hates he hates those kind i feel like he hates those kind of games but he actually beat that one yeah um but yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. So I, I, I'd i love to hear someone else's opinion on it.
1: Oh, excuse me. And final story. Um, just real quick. We don't have to talk about this at all. Um, apparently, a game that's come up a lot on our streams lately. Um, Genshin Impact was the most talked about game on Twitter in 2021. So doesn't the, surprise uh,
0: me in the slightest.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, Game Vault Pi does it again.
0: We did it. Talk- we did it, folks.
1: We, we start talking about a game and it pops up in the news.
0: Not only does it pop up in the news, it's one of the most played and talked about games of the year. It's all us. Yep. Yep. And I forgot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um, I forgot about one thing um, because this new segment is running a little long. Um, Apparently, the uh, God of War director, um, I guess that would be Corey Barlog, who I love. I love that man so much. um, Said that he's the reason why uh, God of War went to PC. Like they pushed Sony to release it. But Sony didn't want to do it. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, I I, I only want to mention, because I do love Corey, I I saw a quick video um, of someone bringing out fan theories about the first game. And, you know, because one of the most famous fan theories is that um, they think Kratos is the world serpent. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) He, the guy goes, yeah, so is Kratos the, war- is the World Serpent? And Cory goes, goes, uh, no, they've been in the same place. And then sort of like, I love that sort of having fun with it and dismissing it while not fully dismissing it. Because if you know something about Norse mythology, there's still a chance that could be true. Um, but yeah, yeah that was kind of fun. And it was good to see that he's out here puffing his chest out about getting God of War on PC, which apparently is pretty freaking good. Um, from the, the port is really good from what yeah. I saw heard
0: nothing but good things generally when digital foundry said says, says it's a, a good port it's a good yeah. port so yeah
1: so yep that's all the news um, we probably missed some things because I was trying to gather as much news as I could over the past like three weeks um, so feel free if we miss something um, send us a tweet about it um, or drop it into discord um, and we'll 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 pick it up for next week yep or next ep- or next episode
0: so Mark came up with a pretty good idea this week and it was games that grew on us or games that we hated at first but then we grew to like them. And I thought that was a really interesting idea. Yeah. Um and a couple games came to mind really quick for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I generally if I start a game and I really don't like it, I don't continue playing it. Uh yes. see Deathloop. <laughs> uh but I there was a couple on here that that uh that i really really thought were interesting and i'm wondering if mark has the same ones i do or at least one of the same ones
1: well i'll start off with mine which is a little more recent um i want to go with my two strongest ones um and i don't know if jen will really remember this but um i at first when we first started doing dead by daylight um i didn't really care for it um and then the more and more i played it with her and maybe it's her enthusiasm which is I'm avoiding phasmo because I don't want to be sucked into liking that because uh, Jen wills it into existence. Um, But yeah, I, I have turned on to, I would think about playing that game. Um, You know, I never really played it outside of of playing it with her, but um, I did come to enjoy it. And, and when given the choice, um, if it's my choice, um, I would probably pick that over, over phasmo um to play when we do our special nights when we're not doing um a normal game but yeah that was the first one that's the one i'll probably talk the least about here um because very simple and straightforward because the one that made me think of this category is the one i will save um for when after tom
0: okay my first one is ducktales now i when i first played that game I think it, it was partially one of those things about an NES game where, like, you don't understand how it works. Yeah. But I did not like it at all. Like the, the I, I liked the way it looked and the music and stuff, but I just did not. I was not a fan of DuckTales at all. And then I think it took until the remake that they came out with for, like, 360 and PS3 and Wii U. I played that, and I beat it. I played it all the way through, and I went back and played the original and i was like oh wow i i really like this because i understand how it works now i understand how it works um it's just in the when i was a kid it just seemed so hard and i didn't understand why i couldn't do the things that i wanted to do yeah and it was one of those games that i would put in i'd play it for five minutes be like ah, this i can't do this and i'd turn it off yeah but these days it's one of the games like i will i love going to it because it's one of those games you if you are good at it you can beat it in like an hour yeah if that but um yeah as a kid i really did not like the game but i've grown to love the ducktales game yeah. and i highly recommend it
1: yeah that's and, always the thing with these games is once you get to learn how to play it um you know and then it's like oh that's what i was missing yeah it,
0: yeah especially in that that day and age like if you didn't Sit and read the 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 manual, or you didn't have someone you knew that was good at the game. Then you were kind of in trouble, and you didn't really have any other way. There was no internet. There was no even even for that game. I don't think there was any sort of strategy guide or anything like that. You had to hope that Nintendo Power published something, or that you knew someone that was good at the game. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And uh, yeah, it like I said, it was it was one of those games where I would put it in and like die lose all my lives in in less than 5 minutes and turn it off and not understand what was going on but yeah having having the remake have you know a tutorial and teach you how to do the things it made my life way easier and i grew to really enjoy DuckTales. and th- it's an nes game so there can be some bullshit stuff that happens in an nes game but it uh overall yeah, I, I I like going back to it now, and I even you know I use the music in uh, my room setup tour because it's uh, it's one of my favorites.
1: Um, yeah, definitely the the moon theme. Everybody loves the moon theme. Yep. Um, yeah. So my uh, big one, which has made me thought in this category, is uh, it, it's it's a weird way that I got to. So um, uh, you've heard me give my opinions on Final Fantasy games in the past. Um. And I've ranked a certain game near the bottom um, most of the time when I've mentioned it. But then I was watching through a uh, playthrough um, on on Twitch. Um, shout out to Karkala. Um, she pretty much, like Tom, likes to play everything on original hardware. Um, so she's playing through uh, currently uh, Final Fantasy VIII on the PS1. Um, and I forgot maybe i've gotten older or whatever um and even from when we played it on the thing um how like sort of how much insane that story is and how much i kind of like that now yeah that um that i'm like oh okay this this is this is this is crazy but it's interesting like it's not boring um i think that's one of my problems with 15 is that the story was good um, but it wasn't like you were just the same four bros, yeah. you know, for, for, for the whole game. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. I agree with the problem with 15 is that there was like generally in a Final Fantasy, you can mess with the party and you can have different people come in and out and in and out. But you were stuck yeah. with the same four people the whole time. That was my biggest problem with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and that this game made me realize like some of the little hidden stuff. If you have certain characters with you, you see different things and um and so i bought final fantasy VIII remastered when it was on sale on steam and uh yeah i i love i will still say my one opinion from months ago still stands the junction system is broken well we all know that and it's probably the worst system they in, they instituted um until you break it it's very it, it's very confusing and and hard to wrap your head around um once you learn how to break it then it becomes fun cuz you can completely overpower your characters way too early in the game. Um but it takes a lot of patience cuz you got to sit there and draw a lot of magic or get these special items to get magic from. Um but yeah and uh and uh triple uh what is it? It's triple triad, right? That. Yep, um Yeah, triple triad yeah. for Final yeah. Fantasy. VIII. Triple triad might be the best card game on, in Final Fantasy. I take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was maybe it's maybe it's my inscription, um, you know, uh, playthrough this this year's opened me up to card games a little bit better. Um, but watching her play that and playing the little bit I played, um, I'm like, yeah, I understand how this works, you know, and it's it's fun to eventually if you get certain cards, you break it because you can't be beaten. Um, and it's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than Tetramaster or whatever the one in nine is called. That one's terrible. Um, and, but nothing beats Blitzball. I'm not going that far. I'm not taking it that hot of a take. Blitzball's is still number one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So while I don't think it jumps up the list, um, but I think I would prefer playing this broken game with these weird characters over something like 12 now as I've gotten older. Um, you know just because it's interesting. Um, 12 is a very straightforward evil you know, uh, star Warsy political thing. Um, you don't go to the moon in or space or wherever you go to in eight, um, spoilers game's <laughs> been out for 20 years. Longer. Um,
0: <laughs> longer, Mark, longer than longer. that.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: almost 25.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I think that's the older part of me is that I like like random space for no reason um, in a story. like just like fuck it uh we're going to space <laughs> <laughs> And I still love the fan theory and watching her play through it, I can see where the theory makes sense is that at the end of this one, spoilers again when you get hit with the ice spike from the sorceress, squall dies and the rest of the game, is a is a dream like Squaw like squall is making this up in like his final f- like deathbed deathbed or whatever because the game goes completely bonkers after that first disc um it starts dealing with a whole bunch of stuff i'd love to do i would love to talk about final fantasy 8 with someone that has played through it all the way um just to talk about the the, the bonkers ways that story goes um that i forgot that it went until watching uh, her playthrough um, one of these
0: days Mark I'll yeah. do it for you one of these days
1: yeah it's just it's it's insane to, like she had the moment where the big reveal happens mm-hmm. uh, near the end of this too and she was just like like controller on the head like wait what? oh my god like not even like an oh my god like like what, what? <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> um and then she said the line that I <laughs> that I've heard people say on Twitter before about Final Fantasy 8 she put her hands up and then went Sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the reaction to every reveal in in 8 It is like sure, whatever. You know, um, it's just it, it was it was funny in a matter of a year since whenever we played that for the roulette. How just watching someone else play through it for the first time and experiencing all the craziness oh. and made me go, huh? Maybe I was being a little too hard on this game. Um, so I think my new bottom game. Well, no, this might have even been below eight at the th- because I am definitely a fuck lightning returns um, person. That's
0: well, not a mainline game. It's that's totally yeah. different.
1: Yeah, but I am also more of an apologist for ten for thirteen two than most people. Um, but yeah, that thirteen and thirteen two and all that are probably at the bottom now of games that I've played through and beaten. Um, just just because I think I can appreciate eight now that I am you know a little bit older.
0: Yeah, um, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't is was that the one you were going for or did you have another one?
0: No, I had a different one. Um no. mine was Assassin's Creed 3. And you have a background with Assassin's Creed 3, which yeah, is why I thought I, you might you might go with this one. No,
1: I'll tell you right now my reason. I'll let you tell your part, but the reason why I don't think I will really um ever be with it is I am way too much into actual history. Like, you, like that time period, U.S. history. That some M- of the stuff they I am
0: too, which is part of the problem. <laughs> but I had to, I had to do the whole. It's a Ubisoft game. Yeah, they're just messing. They're just gonna do what they're gonna do, and I got to deal with it. Well, but...
1: if, if it comes a time that I find Ben, I haven't gotten this far yet in it. Uh, but if it comes a time where I find Ben Franklin in a brothel, then maybe I'll change my mind about it. I don't think there are brothels because that's where Ben Franklin would be. I
0: think he's in a bar most of the time. <laughs> but not. I don't think he's in a brothel. But anyway. So when I started playing Assassin's Creed 3, like everyone, you're playing as uh, Kenway. And you're like, okay. I'm random white dude. This doesn't seem like what they were showing. Yeah. Whatever. And you play for like an hour and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then they go, that's not the main character. You're not playing as him anymore. And then they give you this worthless character that has no abilities, you, you, you're you starting from scratch, and it sucks to play as him. Yeah. And then you go through the whole like hunting tutorial, which takes forever, forever. Like if, if there was a way to just bypass that altogether, I would have been like, because I don't think I did it at all. I think I did it when I had to for certain yeah. missions, but other than that, I never did the hunting, ever. Hunting's like the last thing in my mind in a game that you know, is supposed to, I'm supposed to be going around killing dudes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hunting animals. It just, it, it's just like, it seemed like a waste of time to me, but that's like, like then you get like five hours in and then all of a sudden it's a good Assassin's Creed game again. And I did the thing where I played it for like four, like five or six hours and I just stopped. I just stopped playing it. I didn't pick it. And then I picked it up again. Like, 6 months later because I needed that much of a break because I was so burnt out on all the stupid crap you have to do in the beginning of that game. Yeah. Then I loved it because I loved the setting. I love the I love Colonial America. Um I I have been to Colonial Williamsburg numerous times. Probably yeah. probably like once a year at least throughout my my uh my childhood years and it just was really cool that you got to go to like you were in this like 20th cent or like uh 18th century Boston and you got to see, you know, all the stuff that you learned about even though I knew that some of it was not correct. It I had to I had to disconnect a little bit because, you know, Ben Franklin, they did the same thing with Ben Franklin that they did with da Leonardo Vinci. Da Vinci in in the yeah. uh, the original two games and all the or the the second game and the the trio games that came with that. Yeah. But um Generally, like the missions and stuff, was really fun, and it was a really good Assassin's Creed game once it got past that crap in the beginning. It also had um, it started the sailing stuff, like the boat stuff, which I thought was pretty cool too. Which they greatly expanded on and made a lot better in Assassin's Creed Four. So it was kind of a building building block there. But uh, yeah, I mean, and it took place in the winter. A lot of time a lot of these Assassin's Creed games are take take place in hot weather and you there's there's no there's no difference in the weather when you're playing and it was really cool to see what happens in the winter in that that kind of setting as opposed to, you know, being in the desert or being in the, the Mediterranean.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a second chance. I do have the remaster on Epic, so
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, you it's like Final Fantasy 13. You got to get past that first however many hours. Yeah. And then it, all of a sudden it's a good game. But yeah. um but yeah, I that was one of those games where I was like, "Man, I I really don't like this." And then I uh, maybe like like maybe I'll do this with deathloop. Maybe I'll sit on it for 6 months and come back to it and decide I like it. Who knows? It's hap- it's happened with this game and happened yeah. it's happened before, so it's uh it was definitely one of those games where I was like, "Man, I I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this, so I'm not going to play it. And I ended up loving it, and then I ended up loving Assassin's Creed 4, which was funny because I think Assassin's Creed 4 was like the last one I played for quite yeah. some time.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that was the last one. I, I got a good bit of the way through Black Flag. Um, I didn't touch um, any of the other ones until Origin because that was either that was free or I bought it real cheap on Epic when I first upgraded my computer. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And I just. Oh, by the way, I, I did the same thing and bought Odyssey for like four dollars <laughs> because of an epic sale. Um. But yeah. The. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Um. <laughs> I know. I, I. It also took me almost fifteen years to come around on Final Eight, so maybe it'll take a little longer for Assassin's Creed Three.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I well, let's see. I played Assassin's Creed Three and Four, and then. Whatever the one that was in took place in France.
1: Oh, that was um.
0: Um. The hell was the name of that one? Uh, it was the one where they were like, "Oh yeah, this is a." Uh, that's when it was
1: completely broken.
0: Yeah, it, this is a co-op Assassin's Creed. And I was like, "Awesome! I'm gonna play this with my my friends, and it's gonna be awesome." And it sucked because it, it was it was broken. Uh, Unity. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity. Unity, yeah. Okay. That was one that I put down and I never picked it back up because I yeah. was just like, man. Yeah, Unity
1: was completely broken. It's um, it's
0: not very good.
1: Syndicate's good, um, from what I've heard. I own Syndicate
0: like two or three times because it's been yeah. free on Xbox and I think it was free on PlayStation and maybe even Epic are also. Yeah. But I have not played, like I said, I haven't played any since since. Well, I played, I, I did play, um, I, I played Origin, because I was like, oh, I, I would like to see the b- beginning of this story, because, you know, you never really see the beginning of the Assassin's Creed story, you're kind of thrown thrown in there in the middle, yeah. um, but I did enjoy Origin, but I, like I didn't play Odyssey, I haven't played, well, I, I have Valhalla, but I haven't played it either. <laughs> So it's just one of those things where
1: I'll get, I'll get that in two years when I can get it for four bucks on Epic.
0: Well, yeah, Valhalla will eventually. Like it was, I want to say it was like fifteen bucks over like Black Friday time, and I'm sure it'll get cheaper and cheaper, and they'll eventually give it away for free.
1: Maybe it wasn't on Epic, no, because the thing with Epic is that the time of year around Christmas they do the thing where um, if you buy a game for fourteen ninety nine, they give you a ten dollar coupon for any game fourteen ninety nine or above. So I would always buy a game I wanted to buy and get the $10 coupon. Then I'd buy some game that I've been looking to buy for like dirt cheap. Yeah. And that's how I got it. Maybe it was Odyssey. only
0: consoles that it was that cheap. It may not have been PC that it was that cheap.
1: Yeah. I know Odyssey was, uh, was fourteen ninety nine because I got that for, because I bought, uh, maybe it was, was it the five, maybe it was one of these or something that I bought for, um, our stream, but yeah, the, yeah. And the, and maybe I'll go back to it, but the, the, the thing, um, the weird connection with Final Fantasy 8, I guess before we move on to retro is um, I always have the story that I beat um, Final Fantasy 8 for the first time while um, me me and my grandmom um, consolidated um, the house to one room when Sandy was coming through, um, just in case if anything happened. Um, so I was like, she had her TV, I had my TV, and I was beating Final Fantasy 8 while that was all going on. Um, and so... Uh, it'll have a weird memory um, hooked up for me as well as a, um, you know, sad one for, yep. for a lot of people. But here so I grabbed a bunch of the free game. Um,
0: yeah, I pretty much grabbed every game that was on Epic that was free just because you can't really. They, generally, they're pretty good games.
1: Yeah. Like they, it was all the Tomb Raiders. Yeah. I grabbed all the oh. Tomb Raiders. I got the coupon because I bought one of the Jack boxes for Extra Life. And uh, they were okay. doing that ten dollar coupon thing at that point. That's right. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah. So so yeah, it was yeah. I'll go back to it. I have a lot of Steam is ridiculous for games that I have. Um, but uh, oh, yeah,
0: between Steam and Epic, I probably have hundreds of games that I've just never even touched. They're yeah. just there.
1: Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I, I don't have any others I can think of. All right.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't have anything off the top of my head. Like I'm sure if I dug in and like tried to find something uh it would it would I, I, I something would shake loose, but at the maybe, moment,
1: maybe a topic for the future I've had games that have gone the opposite, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, me. That, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> that's definitely a possibility too uh, but yeah, we had we had two retrolet games this week, um yeah, because we 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 had the massive games game of the year episode, so we didn't want to talk about our first retrolet game. <laughs> on that episode. So we're going to talk about yeah. both, but so we'll start with um, a vagrant story for the PlayStation yeah. one.
1: Yeah, I'll go with that. I mentioned it a little bit on the, um, our top 10 episode. Um, I would have loved that game if I would have gotten it back then when I was, a a, a baby RPG player, um, because I was really into learning cause you know, seven was the first one, um, that I really got into, Despite playing through Super Mario RPG, but I think because that was a Mario game, I didn't really make the connection. Yeah. Um, so, you know, seven was my first and I played eight, as we mentioned, and then I then this would have been on that list if I played it as well. Um, I like the it's just like we were talking about with eight. They're the system in this game, the fighting system, um, once you learn it and figure it out, um, you can tell how you can break it later in the game. Oh yeah,
0: it definitely um, seems very simple to break. Uh,
1: because I saw somebody talking about he's on it's either Reddit or somewhere that n- there's nothing like doing a 32 uh, chain combo to a boss and one-shotting it. Um, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, it's breakable game. I I may love this, but I did love um, I loved it a lot more when I played it than watching you. Not not anything to do with your gameplay.
0: No, it's but, yeah,
1: it, yeah. I feel
0: like it's a hard game to watch.
1: Yeah. Because
0: the person playing the game has to figure everything out. So yeah. and you hadn't
1: know about the the chain system.
0: I did not know anything about the chain system. I did not know anything about anything when I was playing it until after the stream was over. So once I figured those things out, it became way easier and much more interesting. But it it's a hard game to watch someone else play because it's a puzzle game and an RPG, and uh, an action game, all rolled into one. And it is... I feel like a puzzle game is always the hardest to watch someone play because you're trying to figure out the puzzle, the person's trying to figure out the puzzle, especially if you've played the game before and you know how the puzzle works, it's infuriating yeah. to try to watch. Um, but it's if it's the first time you're playing it and you're playing it by yourself and you're not worrying about people watching you, uh, yeah. It's it definitely makes your brain work a little bit because it's yeah. something else I'll mention. I don't know if it's just because it was just the first dungeon or whatever. It's very dark. Eventually, yeah, I, eventually you go outside, I would imagine. But in the beginning, it's very dark, very. I, I, I am
1: one that turns up brightness settings, So it wasn't really that dark for me. Um, yeah.
0: I eventually had to turn it up, but in the beginning I, I had it at a normal setting and it was just super dark and I couldn't yeah. see anything.
1: Yeah. I'm a little bit of a baby. <laughs> um, just because i like to know to see where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and I don't need all that. Oh, it's dark atmosphere. But yeah, I, I, I the story seems interesting. Um, didn't get far enough, obviously, in those types of games to get to the real meat of the story. Um, like as if you played the amount of hours that I played Vagrant Story, if you played that many hours of Final Fantasy VIII, you wouldn't even have seen an eighth of the real story of that game. Um, so I imagine that's the same thing we got for, for Vregrant's story. Um, yeah,
0: this seems like one of those games that could take forever to beat.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, uh, glad we played it. It's one of those cross it off the list, um, games that I've heard about, um, forever. and uh, finally got a chance to play. Um, I don't know if it's one of those that I would go back to and keep playing. Um,
0: I feel like I might. Once I've figured out how like the battle system worked, I feel like yeah. it'd be way way easier to go back to yeah um
1: i i yeah i think my thing is you know i i try and play a lot more of the newer games
0: um i'm i'm opposite i need to yeah. get i have a backlog with 300 games in it. And i got to start playing yeah. them.
1: <laughs> so i you know i if i like a game i'm like oh i cross it off the list maybe i'll go back to it but um yeah i'm glad we played it
0: i am too uh I, I all I had heard about was the battle system in the game and I I thought it was a very interesting uh battle system especially for like a PS1 game cuz it's kind of a it's kind of like Fallout 3 like VATS. So it's like VATS meets RPG like a like a turn-based RPG. Yeah. So you got to, you get to target a he- like your head, body, arm, leg, whatever and do damage to that and it bases it on dice rolls. So I just thought that was pretty cool, and the story seems very interesting. I I I wish we got further into it, such as life with uh, yeah with retro roulette.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think I figured out why I may have not went for it at first um, was because I played through I played through half of Parasite Eve around the time this game came out, and parts of the combat in terms of the globe thing that appears reminded me a little too much of it even if it's not like close to it whatever argument you want to make but i think just in my 12 13 year old brain i was like oh that thing looks like that other thing that i don't really like um
0: yeah, and i can see where that would come from it definitely looks similar yeah. like when the, the the globe comes up and you're in the zone yeah. like the the battle yeah. zone or whatever yeah. but like the the actual uh battling itself is totally different but we know yeah. that
1: yeah, this is 12 13 year old me seeing yeah. it on the back of a box or in a game informer. Yeah. You know.
0: Exactly. Or you seeing know? a demo yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that could, that has to be the only reason I didn't gravitate towards it back then.
0: And um, it was a really late PS1 game. It came around came out around the same time as Final Fantasy 9, which yeah. was after... And I didn't play
1: that for a while. So. And
0: those came out either after the PS2 had launched or just at like, like around the same time that the PS2 yeah. launched.
1: Yeah. Cause I said to you before, right around that time, the 2000, the transition to PlayStation two was when I got into the, I'm too cool for games that aren't sports or fighting. Yeah. Um. Or like games. that, I'm like, Oh, that, that baby kitty looking games, <laughs> you know, uh, when, when you're a stupid teenager. Yeah. Um. So that's why those games I got to, at least I'd be final fantasy nine later um in life but yeah it was it was it was a good pick i'm glad the wheel spun for it
0: yeah me too uh i'm i'm glad we got to play it i I hope to go back to it at some point and really dig deep into it but um i enjoyed what we what we played and hopefully we'll we'll get back to it some other day but we should move on to retro retro roulette game number two actually do do you want to do scores first or should we do both scores at the end
1: well, we can do scores now. Um, it's a three and a half for me for *Vagrant Story*. Um, like I said, the the combat thing and all the uh, the needing to turn things on and the menu that should be on that's not on and all that the ducks points off for me. Um, but it has enough going for it that you know it should be um, it, it should be a game that at least RPG fans should um, check out.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Three and a half for me. It's definitely a game that you need to mentally prepare for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I I think I I think if you enjoy RPGs and like an action adventure game also, and a good story, I'd say check that out. All right. On to Retro Retro Roulette game number two, Metroid Prime for the GameCube. And this was an interesting one for me because I've never played a first person metroid game and this also was something something different because we really haven't um we, we haven't delved into this era of gaming much and i feel like this really put it into perspective like a, this was this makes you feel like you're in that in that era yeah playing this game uh mainly because of the controls the controls on, in this game are wild to say the least yeah now, the, Mark, have yeah. you ever have you played a metroid prime game
1: no so um i've seen it played uh so playing through i didn't play as much of this as i did story mainly because of guardians um came up around in the holidays came up around the same time i still stand by the thing i said in your stream i think that maybe this is my link to the past mindset is um i think i still prefer the 2ds um to, uh, any 3d, um, you know, uh, types of these games. Um, I don't know why I just didn't click with it right away. It's a really good game. Um, in terms of, I can see, I can see why other people would like it, but didn't like grab me immediately. Um, in terms of, I would want to go back and oh, it's definitely a game I have to play. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I I've been wrong about many things, um, on this podcast, but Um, you know, I still I feel like to me Metroid feels like a two D game. Um, you know, but maybe maybe another Metroid comes out and it's like Breath of the Wild and I change my opinion. Um of you know, because you know, Breath of the Wild and even at the time Ocarina, um, you know, makes you go, oh maybe this could, you know, be three D. Um, but yeah, that that was my feeling through it from the little bit I played. Um the the first person view um, I like to see Samus's outfit, um, and as it changes, as you get the different, co- uh, different armor sets. Um, so yeah, that's just mine. Um, I, I, you'll see in my score when I get to it that, you know, my personal get at it isn't really going to affect the score too much, but, um, I don't know what you felt after playing it on stream.
0: So I very much preferred this to the 2d game. Uh, I, I we
1: opposite
0: I may be weird in that. I know some people do enjoy the 3D, the 3D Metroids, and I really enjoyed this one. And the the controls were a little bit to get used to because it's very much a GameCube era game. Uh, like to, when you're asked to aim, it's inverted automatically. Thank God Nintendo knew enough to. Uh, to add the ability to change that because I would have died if I had to actually do that. And I also button combinations were just weird because, well, I mean the GameCube controller itself is weird. So like the right stick doesn't do anything again. Like they, they still hadn't really figured out camera controls, but granted it's still a first person shooter, but it didn't work like a, like a, like a normal first-person shooter does these days, like a modern first-person shooter. But to be fair, it's not meant to be like a first-person shooter. It's meant to be an adventure game where you can shoot. So I feel like I could give it a pass. There. And the exploring, the only downside I feel like is after they take everything away from you and you have to do platforming, it gets a little wonky because just the way the physics are in the game and your view as you're jumping it gets a little weird so I don't know it that's that's the biggest downside to me is the platforming uh I like the like the fact that they give you a pretty good auto aim that's nice generally games like that like this that have bad aiming like that don't use the right stick give you a decent auto aim like say golden eye or uh any of any game like like that or perfect dark or anything like that so to me i i enjoyed this more than i would have enjoyed the 2d ones just because well i guess because i haven't really delved into super metroid i've played the original metroid which is very dated these days and it makes it very difficult to play but i enjoyed this way more than that and i feel like i would enjoy it more than i would metroid um super metroid now, I don't know how far you got into it. Did you get out of that ship, at least? The be- the beginning uh, ship?
1: I got to about where, a little bit further than um, where you got on stream. Okay. Um, so, not much further, but just a little bit. Um, like I said, it's just a preference thing, I think, between the two of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the the, the beauty of this podcast is that we all have differing opinions and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a GameCube-era game, and... If the the best part is with the Wii being backwards compatible, you can still play it on a Wii if you because everyone and their mother owns a Wii. so if you can find this game for cheap, load it up on your Wii, you can play it with a game control Gamecube controller on the Wii so you don't have to worry about using the the waggle stick and everything else. So I recommend it i I think it's probably one of the one of the better Nintendo exclusives from that era.
1: I, I agree. Try it out and see which one you prefer. Yeah. That's just my thing. So, oh. uh, yeah. So my score, I'll give it the same thing. Um, I'll give it a three and a half. Probably if I like 3D games more, probably be a four. But like I said, play it and then just decide for yourself which which way you go with it.
0: I'm going to give it a four out of five. Like I said, there's a little bit of wonky stuff where I, where I have to knock points off, a point off. But overall, it's a very good game. It's very atmospheric. Uh, I I think you'd have a lot of fun exploring in the game. And like I said, you could play it on a Wii and it hooks up to a normal television and you don't have to worry about busting out a CRT to play it or something like that and have it look terrible. Uh, So highly recommend it. Go ahead and go play that game. All right, Mark, I think it's time to spin the wheel. And do it. Are we ready for an RPG?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Final Fantasy Five for the PlayStation.
1: <laughs> we're just gonna play through all of them, aren't we?
0: We're, we? I mean, I got them all, so eventually we're gonna play through them, or at least touch on them. Yes,
1: yeah, so this is so, one I have not played. Like I have
0: not played this one either, so this is going yeah. to be the version I think that's on. It's like in a. It's in one of the like the multi packs. Okay. Let me let me just pull it up and see.
1: Yeah. So um, I was gonna say uh, the job system in this is. Apparently considered the best um, of any uh, of the Final Fantasy. All right. So this
0: is the one from Final Fantasy Anthology, which is uh, it it has that's the one that has five, six, five, six six and Chrono Trigger on it.
1: Oh, oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. What
0: was the other one? Well, luckily, we're not playing six or Chrono Trigger, so we don't have to worry about those. This one is considered a decent version of this game. So um, hopefully, hopefully we have a good time with it. I'm excited because. Five with it apparently has a very rigid job system. Yeah, and I've never played a game that has like a job system like that before. So I'm interested to see how it works. Supposed to be the best. Yeah, Uh, uh, I'm excited because it's another Final Fantasy, Uh, and hopefully everyone's not getting bored of us playing Final Fantasy and racing games at this point because it seems to be all we get. (laughs) But to be fair, it's the the, uh, it's the most of them that I have. So. We'll run out eventually. Okay. Oh, so, Mark, do you want to plug your stuff?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we have our movie uh, podcast. They call this a movie. Um, you follow it on Instagram and Twitter um, at TC tctampod. Um, it's on also, all socials at like that. We air an episode every uh, Thursday. And we bring on guests. We're, uh, Tom's going to be joining us soon um, for a movie um, that he uh, enjoys. And um yeah, check us out there. Um we stream over at um Game Vault Pod um on Twitch three nights a week. Mondays is Retro Roulette and Tom is currently playing through Resident Evil 2 as well. Uh Wednesdays are multiplayer um like first person shooter night. And um uh Thursday is uh, my co-op stream and probably February I would imagine if times um line up. Um we'll be starting our co-op um, playthrough. Um, Tom for co-op Thursday. Um, so be sure to check us out. We're like I said, Instagram, Twitter at game vault pod. Um, and uh, yeah. And we have a discord as well. If you want to contact one of us through the um, thing to get invited, feel free. Um, we have a lot of fun in there. We added a new art channel. Uh, if you have any art you like to draw, um, you can just drop it in there.
0: Yep. Always love to see stuff in the discord. And before we get out of here, I also want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamers. So if you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether it be cables or controllers or power supplies, head on over there. Be the link in the description of this episode. And every time you use that link to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback. and helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Uh, come, come over to the Twitch stream tonight and watch me play some Final Fantasy V. And uh, we'll have we'll have a good time. we we'll have a good start to the week. So, for Mark, I'm Tom. We will catch you guys in the next one.